0: Sir, the possibility of successfully navigating an asteroid field is approximately 3,720 to 1. Never tell me the odds.
1: I'm Pete Mitchell, he's Peyton Jones, and this is the Church Planner Podcast.
2: Oh, there you are, Peyton. Hey, it's no Hey, it's, it's, it's a car cast. Remember this back in the day,
1: one of us is in the car. The other one of us showed up for
2: work. The, the one who's in the car is usually the one that was always in the car and uh, invented the, the little jingle that uh, should probably remain unsung car cast, car cast. Everybody likes car cast. Remember that? And get nope, all excited all. about it, trying to make it, it seem. I, I would try to make it seem like it was a fun thing. Like, hey, everybody, it's a car cast. Woo-hoo, lucky you! Uh, uh,
1: well, welcome, idea. Church Planner, to the Church Planner podcast, uh, the original Church Planner podcast, mm-hmm. where like we like the, the original Church Pancake Planner.
2: House.
1: Yeah, well, well, you know, I don't, I don't even know what to say. You know, I will say this. I don't know if you've been listening to the Wednesday Church Planner podcast with with uh, Robert and uh, I, man, I should actually learn his co host name.
2: <laughs> yeah, me too. I don't know it. No, I try not to, Pete.
1: Well, the funny thing is, I was listening to it this last week, and uh, literally, I was bored to tears. I was like, "This has got you're not in the saying
2: world. that. You cannot say that about their show."
1: No, I can, and, and I will explain why. It they were talking about baseball. And like ah. this 22nd pitcher rule. And I'm like, who literally cares about baseball, period?
2: Let okay, alone. Okay, so that oh, actually affects me. Rule. That actually affects me, though, because I like occasionally, I don't like sports, but I occasionally like when someone gives me free tickets to a Padres game in San Diego. And now, apparently, with this 22nd pitch rule or whatever it is, there, there's some new rule at um, Petco Park, which is this the stadium where they play, um, that means they have to go home early. Like, the game can't stretch on forever. George Carlin used to be like, this is why football is better than baseball. And he's like, you know, we have an hour, 60 minutes, game's over. And he's like, in baseball, we never know when it's going to end. And he, he just did this back and forth about the two games. But now at Petco Park, man, it's over at like a finite time. And then there's a rule how late they can serve beer at, you know, like the concession stands. So now I'm like, well, that's no fun. Right. So I think they said like halfway through the game, no one could buy beer anymore.
1: Yeah. I heard they were changing that because the sales were down so much.
2: (laughs) I'm like, well, that's like. I mean, everybody knows baseball's not fun. You're only there for like the hot dogs and stuff, right? It, you're there for the food and drinks and the experience, which I mean, I don't think I pay attention to anything going on in the game. I mean, occasionally I look down and think, well, there's an experience. Look at me. I'm at a baseball game, but really I'm just not, I'm not into it. It's usually about the people you're with and eating the food you shouldn't eat. That's about it, man. Well, of course,
1: because baseball is incredibly boring, and I don't know why anyone would even bring it up on a podcast. I guess that's the point that I'm getting at.
2: Yeah, you like, know what's weird, though? Yeah, no, I got you. You know what's weird, though? Baseball is the exciting version of cricket. So if you think baseball is boring, try watching a cricket game from the Commonwealth. See, All right? I
1: heard cricket was definitely the kind of game you had to watch drunk, but I don't know. I, I don't. It goes cricket, on,
2: so. and I'm not. I'm not making this up. The games go on for days,
1: days. I, yeah, that's, I don't even know how to respond to that.
2: Yeah. They, they stop Like when the sun's going down, they're like, right. See you tomorrow. Let's finish a game. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> wow. Well. so you weren't saying, you weren't saying you were bored of this podcast because like, it wasn't us. Like, you're like, oh, I, I'm only entertained by my own podcast. It was actually because they were talking about sports.
1: Well, I am only entertained by my own podcast. That's, yeah, that's I did one. know that
2: about you. Yes.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I was like, literally like, I, I, you know, I've only listened to what three of their episodes. And I think all three of them, they had to talk about baseball. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to die if I have to listen to this. That's it. That's yeah. all there is to it.
2: But I think that's how they felt when we talked nerd stuff in fairness i think they were like you know what would make this podcast yeah but you know better? what the
1: reality is the reality is peyton i didn't care what they thought so yeah
2: you know yeah let me just throw that out there well and and but here's the thing for those of you that want to know uh rob frazier does care for you he cares for those mm-hmm. of you sports weirdos that don't like star wars uh just abandon ship now just like Batten down the hatches for Wednesday because this is a nerd cast today as well. This is one of our special episodes of Star Wars that we do, and we figured since it was a car cast, it was probably a good day to do that. Which uh, we haven't talked about Star Wars. We used to always in the old days we would take a special episode when something of note with Star Wars would drop on, like either a movie when we review it because you know what we think about Star Wars is very important to. You.
1: Well, let's talk about Star Wars because that is all that's important.
2: Right. So besides church planning, um, and I'll quote Star Wars, uh, if you're not, if you don't care about Star Wars and you think you're a church planner, to quote uh, Attack of the Clones, go rethink your life, right? That's it. Just maybe you're not called to planning if you don't like Star Wars.
1: You know, I literally was watching uh, Mandalorian season three, the season finale this morning yeah
2: yeah and after I got done
1: with it yeah after I got done with it all I could think of is I wanted to say on this podcast every time you said something this is the way (laughs) like I just wanted to yeah say that literally you would be you know going off about some church planning goodness and then I could just chime in with this is the way like that's all I wanted to say and then you said, yeah, man. oh, I didn't do any prep. All we can do is talk about Star Wars. So now all I can say is this is the way, but not against any good church planning goodness. So, you know.
2: You're not supposed to tell him I didn't prep for today.
1: You didn't but this, rep is rep today. <laughs>
2: this is the way. This is the way. I have spoken. Yeah, so, so, did, you
1: see the, did you see the series finale of uh, Mandalorian? I
2: did. I did. Look, I mean, we might as well. Look, we got a couple of things to cover. Obi-Wan uh, and or. And Mandalorian because we got some catching up to do, right? So let's start with Mandalorian season three. And uh let's give our our you know restaurant critics view of you know, how'd it taste? Would you like, would you dislike?
1: All right. So what'd you think of uh I mean if we're gonna start it, it'll be one. I don't really even remember much other than it had some cool lightsaber fights in it.
2: I mean, yeah, so I gotta say, I was kind of taken with it from the beginning. Um, I didn't get all the hate. I mean, Obi-Wan is hands down my favorite character, always has been since the prequels. Um, I just think Obi-Wan, like young Obi-Wan, you and McGregor Obi-Wan, you don't even know what I'm talking about. There, there's these things called the prequels that I think you have blocked your mind out, um, cognitive dissonance wise and uh anyways even mcgregor plays obi-wan when he's younger now i gotta say real quick as an aside i did watch something where they looked at the original script that um lucas had for the prequels and in the very first one phantom menace obi-wan was supposed to be a jedi knight he wasn't supposed to be a padawan and he he was going to be in the role of qui-gon and more of a father figure And Lucas changed it where he's just like overbearing older brother figure. And I'm like, I kind of wish we had gotten that other script. But I think Lucas didn't want it to seem redundant. So he didn't do it. But anyways, going back to this, this grizzly Obi-Wan, I could not wait to see an Obi-Wan who's kind of like me where, you know, he's, he's getting up there. He's not old man yet. But he's kind of, he's past his prime. And I'm like, okay, that's going to be fun. So I couldn't wait. I don't know how you felt about it, but I I was, and I was like, if you break this, if you ruin this Star Wars, we're done. We're through, right? Like I'm breaking up with you. I'm like Pete, I'm going to go take my original trilogy and and my prequels and sequels, because I did kind of like the sequels a little bit. But I probably feel more like the prequel or sequels as you do about the prequels. I'm a little heartbroken over them, but... Anyways, uh what do you think? How, how were you about it, Lena? Were you excited or were you just like yeah, Star Wars, whatever, bring it on?
1: For for Obi Wan? Yeah. you know, I liked Obi Wan. I liked that one a lot. The only thing that I thought, you know, this is this is why we we like Disney's gonna screw up Star Wars was the Book of Bubba Fett. Like that was the one that <laughs> was absolutely horrible until it was was all about mandalorian oh it was horrible first of Uh, all that's not bubba fett bubba fett's not the peacemaker he's bubba fett
2: now let me ask you is is bubba fett is that um boba's cousin from alabama or arkansas
1: dude he's always going to be bubba to me in that movie he was so bubba He wasn't Boba, he was Bubba, and we both know it.
2: Bubba Fett, I've not heard that. That's amazing. Bubba Fett.
1: Oh, yeah. He's Uh, Bubba. And come on, now look at him. Look at him with the belly and tell me he's not Bubba Fett. Come on.
2: He's totally Bubba Fett. No, I got you. I'm with you, man. And you know what? That's the weird thing. I was so excited when I saw him in The Mandalorian, and he was all cool and those black robes and had his little like sand person stick. I'm like, oh yeah, this is cool. And he's all like chewed up and like scarred. And I'm like, oh, Boba Fett looks cool in this. And I could not wait for that show either. Book of Boba Fett. And then I was watching like, okay, those people on the rainbow scooters, uh, what was going on there? The the little millennial like white generation rainbow scooter people. I was like, okay, this is like, this is just Ringe, This is bad. Like I I can't I, I just can't.
1: Yeah, no, yeah. it was awful. It was awful. It, I mean, Luke, okay. The, the only episodes I mean, that were good were the ones about the Mandalorian. Isn't that weird?
2: Yeah. And, and let's be honest, they made they made Luke kind of a jerk in that a little bit. Um, even though I don't know why they always want to make Luke a jerk. That's like the new thing, you know. Like Luke was cool when he's like one of the best scenes ever in star Wars is when he's all impatient, you know, he has a little jerk tendency, but where he's in Yoda's little thing and he still doesn't know who Yoda is and Yoda just looks up and sighs and goes, I can't train him, you know? And then Obi-Wan speaks into the, into the, into the, you know, the air and goes, uh, he would remember me. I was difficult to train too, you know, like, Those scenes like, and then Luke's like all repentant, like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I don't mind Luke being a real dude, but you guys made him a butthole. And there's just no calls for that, right? Like Luke was a hero. He was a reluctant hero, but he was still a hero. And then this, in these new, you know, they, they kind of broke Luke. I, I, I still sometimes try to like, in my mind, like get my head around it. Like he's grizzled, he's discouraged. I've been there too, as a trainer. Uh, maybe I'm training planners for the wrong thing. Then I wrote church church plantology. And I'm like, no, you just got to keep training the right thing. That's all. Like, But Luke gave up, man. Like, That's not Luke. I don't know. So, But yeah, they made him a butthole in the Mandalorian. Um, I don't even he was remember so cool when,
1: in the Mandalorian other than he dropped off uh, Baby Yoda.
2: Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't want this uh, baby anymore. You know, I don't. Yeah no, I got other things. I don't, you know. Harry came and took them, and no, no, you take them back. You know, let let's like a dog. Let's see who he chooses. That was weird too. Part of me right now is just wondering, like, what are you guys doing? You know, uh, like what's your deal? Yeah no, that that was all. Now I will say this:
1: episode seven of season three of The Mandalorian was the best episode I've ever seen. Uh, that was which the what episode seven of season three of Mandalorian. It's the one right before the season finale. Okay. What happened in that one again? It's when they go back uh, to Mandalore and they get in the fight with the, uh, with, uh, what's his name? Uh, Oh dude, what's the bad guy's name? The guy from breaking Um I
2: don't remember.
1: Well, you know what I'm talking about, right? And he's he's trying to like from
2: Breaking Bad.
1: Yeah, he was he was Gustavo in Breaking Bad. You remember?
2: Oh, I'm trying to.
1: The Chicken Brothers. The- he ran the restaurant. Yeah, he was the guy who yeah. hired Walt. That's the same bad guy.
2: Oh yeah. Oh no. Okay. So wait a second. Yes. Were there in those? Uh, yes. That was cool. That was cool.
1: And then the one, yes. the one uh, Mandalorians like. You know, I'm going to hold them off while you guys escape. And it yeah. was like, the massive sacrifice. I was like, this, yes, this is one of the best episodes ever.
2: I agree. Yeah. And when uh, those red dudes turn up, that I'm not crazy about, right? But I was like, okay, yes, this is good. The red dudes turn up. Yeah, there's the this. emperor's
1: guard. Like, there's no emperor. So, what? You I, think you're the emperor and you I, should have the guard? I was like, eh.
2: He seems like he's trying to become the emperor big time.
1: He is, but know? then they should have always been around him, like wherever he was. Like it shouldn't have been a surprise that they showed up. They should have always been there to protect him if he was really.
2: I agree. I the agree. Yeah, but you know what? Like after you see that dude just taking everyone out, like he was the heavy hitter. I mean, he was. He was kind of like you know in Marvel where they're like, yes, but we have a Hulk, yeah. and um, you know, they had him. And then I loved that he just keeps fighting. Like, he's still going after it. Even when they're, like, stabbing him. I was like, come on. This is awesome. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was a good one. I, okay, so I got to be truthful. I did not think the finale was the best finale. I thought they peaked at season two. Uh, when Luke turns out. Oh, no, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I, I didn't think it was. Uh, I, no, I, I didn't think that this it was a good season finale at all. I, that's why I literally I thought either. the one before it was better. The episode before
2: it when they okay got and fight with the Imperial Guard. And they've now come out and said, Yes, there are now two main characters. So it's the Bo Katan Mandalorian. But it is true, like the show this season was more about Bo Katan than it was uh didn Jared Hessenberger. Yeah, whatever. but you know what?
1: I was okay with that because I, I'm just, I'm okay with it as a general rule. Like the, the yeah. world has to get bigger. And if you notice, he doesn't want to be a leader. Like he just wants to go do yeah. his thing.
2: And But like, I don't want to hear the Elon. Bo-Katan story. Like Bo-Katan's cool. And I like a little bit of her in it. I just don't want her to be like, now it's all about bo the adventures of bo with Din Djarin thrown in there. It's like, yeah, I kind of feel like, Din Duran works his own show, you know, would you, would you think of, uh, would you think of baby Yoda in IG-88? In, I, well, I thought that was
1: not good. I mean, personally. You didn't I, like
2: that? No. I thought it was, I thought it was good. I didn't want it to become a permanent thing, but I did think that was pretty rad that he's jamming around in the bounty hunter as a robot, like a Mac. I did like that.
1: So when they destroyed it, you were like pretty happy about that
2: actually was kind of happy i was like yeah no because that can't be the new thing can't have baby yoda riding around in ig88 for like the next season i was like yeah we did that that was fun okay now it's done you destroyed it yes yeah. so that was pretty good i did like that he was hitting the button no
1: moff no, gideon no. moff gideon that's his name moff gideon it finally hit moff
2: gideon so okay i do gotta say i did like moff gideon turning up and uh seeing that, that plan now i wanted to see more clones i wanted to see like because i i heard some people say oh you know like this is the emperor there were moff gideon clones which kind of didn't make sense right like where's where's the emperor clones and if you're going to clone yourself as moff gideon you are going to clone yourself younger right but i guess the emperor cloned himself older so i i don't get why they clone themselves as old people because the clones yeah. in the Clone Wars, they're babies. I here's you-
1: here's the problem that I got with the whole cloning, and and he's like, oh, no, I added the Force to it so that way, he'll be perfect. I'm like, okay, but then you're not the leader anymore, and I don't like, even though it's your clone, it's someone else, and yeah, I, I don't be believe Sith clones. these guys would never let someone else like rule.
2: Well, it, Gustavo it, it doesn't have the force so that, No, so that's but he was the adding problem. the
1: force to it He was adding the force no, to the clone
2: No, that's what I'm saying Is In order for Gustavo, you're right 100% right For him, he can't transfer his essence to a clone Because he doesn't have the force His clones have the force But he can't You know, The only reason the Emperor could transfer his essence Is because that was like a Sith power Right? He could transform his evil, dark essence into his clone. But what's what's Gustavo going to do? Or <laughs> Moffitt, we're calling him Gustavo. <laughs> From uh, Crazy Chicken or whatever it was. Pollo Loco, Pollo Hermanos, whatever. But uh, yeah, Gustavo, Frank, or uh, Moff Gideon Gustavo. Should we call him Moff Gustavo?
1: Ooh, I like it. I yeah.
2: like it. Yeah, he can't do that. There's times where you're like, how come I get how the force works a little bit more than you guys that are making the show get how the force works? Like, there are rules, man. Are there? <laughs> yes, in this made-up world, dang it, there are just harsh realities and cannot be overcome.
1: Are there really rules? Are there, Peyton? Um, the what, do you think of, uh, what do you think of absolutes. Andor? What do you think of Andor?
2: Frickin' loved Andor. And surprised by that because when it started, I was like, "Oh no, oh, no! This is one of those like shows where it's all soft and like non-Star Warsy, and it's all going to be about feelings." And and then when I watch it, I was like, "Dude, maybe I'm soft." Season no, no. What what I actually thought was, "Wow, this works!" I didn't think this was going to work, and it felt more like to me the the actual movie um why am i blanking out on the title you know it's rogue like one. your favorite rogue one. rogue one. it actually felt rogue one it was so good
1: yeah so for me the first i think it was like a 12 or 13 episode season it, w- it was a lot longer than the others and yeah. the first <laughs> excuse me the first six episodes or so it was painful for me like it was yeah I think it took me weeks and weeks to get through them because I would just Same. like, come back, watch a little bit more, come back, watch. And it just, and then it got good. And I honestly don't even remember what happened in the second half, but I was like, Oh, okay. now it's, Okay. What was it? I do?
2: I remember the exact episode where it turned a corner for me. It was the one where they show him get rescued as a kid by that lady. And it, it's like kind of doubling over where it shows that one guy pulling him out of his existence. And it's almost like he's getting like, like rescued a second time out of just hell. And I was like that, the filming of that scene was so powerful. Actually I got a little choked up. I'm not going to lie. I got, I was just kind of like, wow, that was just, I didn't think I cared till I did. And that was such a powerful moment. And I, you could just feel like there's just certain times where a director does a scene so well and you're like, okay, that was just very skillful. And it got me and I was like, okay, I'm into the show now you, you earned. And I think you're right. I think it was like five, six episodes in for me. Maybe that was four. I don't know, but it, it, it took a while.
1: Yeah, no, I, I just remember it finally started to get good and yeah. And I enjoyed it, but you know, back to Bo Katan. The reason why I'm always going to be okay with her is I really liked Battlestar Galactica. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, she was. Uh, she was Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. You never saw Battlestar Galactica the remake?
2: No, and I'm ashamed because I have heard people say that is the show that changed television. At um, that moment, oh, the body. writing off that show was the first glimmer of hope that shows could be as good as, if not better than movies. I heard the writing on the thing was so good. And that loss came after that and just kind of finally tipped it over. Like, yes, shows are better than movies if you do them right.
1: Yeah. You know, loss, lost it for me. Um, oh, of it, course it, was it lost it for all of us. Yeah. And then by the end I was like, I don't even understand what you're trying to say. Like I don't, I don't the get-
2: day they killed John Locke was the day the show went downhill. John Locke was the coolest character on that show, and then they're like, let's kill him and make him this inhabitant of this other spirit man. I was like, yeah, no, it's stupid now.
1: Yeah, I don't even remember him dying. I must have blocked it out. But Yeah. Uh, no, you you really should. You should watch Battlestar Galactica. It is. And I hated yeah. it at first with her being Starbuck because I loved the original Battlestar yeah, Galactica. me too. So it was really hard for me to take a, a woman as Starbuck when he was like such the, the you know, he was the ladies man. He was like yeah. everything, right? And then right. But they wrote her character so dysfunctional, but yet so good at battle. <laughs> like she,
2: oh, she nice.
1: was she was a great character. Her life was a wreck. But you put her in the cockpit, she can kill the enemy. And it was the Brilliant. best pilot there ever was. Oh, it was it was I like it. It was a masterpiece in writing a person. Like I don't I don't Not know how nice. they thought of that, but it was it was
2: great. It was really I love it. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. I um <laughs> I mean that it was the epitome of cool when we were kids, man. Like Battlestar Galactica was the epitome of cool, like hands down. So
1: part of um, what they did when they made that show was, uh, so they have human, a human-looking a human Cylons, right? And um, yeah. so I think make there was, haters. yeah. And the reason why they did that when they were making the show is they needed to keep expenses down. <laughs> so they're like, <laughs> we're going to make human-based Cylons. So that way we don't have to like, you know, always have CGI for a Cylon. Every time we need a Cylon, we just got, you know, these human ones. So that was yeah. the original reason for it. And then there was like, I don't know if it was 12 or 13 models. And that's all there were of the human ones. So you could have the same one play multiple roles because they were Cylons, and so they had to figure out the humans had to figure out who were the Cylons because they could be in our midst, and we don't know, you know, who the the other models are. We only know about like, V. Models.
2: It's like the Terminator. It's all all the best of the eighties put into one show.
1: It was really really good, like. Just and then you can see the whole like the whole dynamics of, you know, they go from the whole world is destroyed. And so, uh, you know, Admiral Adama, he's he's the head guy. And then at some point in one of the seasons, they run into some other human survivors who have their own battle star and she technically outranks him. And so now he's got to, like, follow under her. But they've already elected a president. So they have a president who's supposed to be over. It was, it was really good as far as like human dynamics. It was just, it was really wow. good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed That's it. cool, man.
2: Well, it's neat. Cause I mean, you're getting really excited. You're really telling us about it. <laughs> <laughs> it must so, be really good.
1: <laughs> I got to go back and watch it. I owned it. I literally, I bought the whole thing on digital. Oh, so I, I can watch it, dude. it. And now I got to so, start all over. Okay.
2: So since we're deviating, I'm, watching and you're gonna make fun of me mercilessly for this, but I am watching the old Star Trek. And oh, yeah, that's a good because Picard came out and I'm like, you know, I remember watching back when I was like 12, 13, the very first uh season of that. And I was never really into it, but I know people are really into Picard. Like they keep they think he's the best. And I'm like, I should go back and watch the first generation or uh, for next generation. So I can understand Then I'm like, you know, I've never really watched star Trek. So maybe I should go back and watch the originals. Um Cause when I was a kid, you know, you'd be outside playing and um, your mom call you in for dinner. This is back in like seventies, you know, late seventies, early eighties. You come in and uh, it'd be on TV. It was, you know, and the TV was always on like growing up back then. Right. Um, TV was always on, it was kind of weird, but, um, and I would sit down and watch that for a few minutes and cause there'll always be some funky alien with a weird costume and be a little scary. Um, and right now I'm going back and watch him going, Oh my gosh, like these are goofy as heck, but really good. Like I'm kind of amazed at the writing. I'm kind of amazed at the leadership lessons, the dialogue. The, even like William Shatter, who's become kind of a, I guess, a joke today, but he's actually really good. Like he's an amazing actor. I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised. Like I didn't know all this. And uh, so I'm watching it, but um, I, I just, I keep thinking, like, I look at these seasons, Pete, there's like 30 episodes per season. I'm like, there's only three seasons of the original series. But I'm like, dude, I got to get to like 90 episodes or like an hour long. Kind of, kind of, a little discouraged right now in my journey. But I just watched the one with Khan last night. Oh, the movie? No, the original episode. Oh no! So now man. I'm like, I don't even remember that. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I'm like, oh, it's called uh, Space Seed, and you can watch on Paramount Plus. It's really cool. I didn't know that Khan was like genetically engineered, and uh, they tell us backstory. So now I'm like, and at the end. They drop him off on this planet rather than like executing him for his crimes. Kirk just says, you know what? I'm just going to drop you off on this planet uh, and you're going to have to survive. You think you're so tough. You're going to have to survive and overcome the elements. And uh, and at the very end of the episode, this like, seems to one a Star Trek back in the 60s. Uh, I think Spock says, wow, wouldn't it be interesting to come back in 100 years and see how they fared? and see if he was able to build that civilization. And Kurt goes, that would be interesting. And it ends. How cool is that?
1: The first Star Trek movie I ever saw was Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Which Uh-oh. is the one right after uh, Spock oh. dies, fighting Khan yeah. in three. and yeah, that's not a great one. Well, I was a kid. I loved it. I thought it was the greatest one ever. Yeah. Those movies
2: were actually really good. I, I and even the original, like the original to me is still kind of awe inspiring.
1: Yeah, see, um, this is why I know you and I have different tastes. The, the first one to me, even as a kid, I was like, "This is awful. This is not." No,
2: movie. as a kid, I hated it. Now I see what some of the stuff that they did for the filmography. There's some amazing stuff in that movie. Um, but Khan Wrath of Khan is absolutely hands down on the best. Um. Uh, I am and always will be your friend. That's what you say to me, right? Through the glass sometimes. <laughs> Got uncomfortable in her real quick, didn't it?
1: It really did. I, I don't even yeah. know how to respond to that.
2: Yeah. That's what that's what Leonard Nimoy says to him as he dies. Uh, okay. That's what I'm going to quote at your funeral. I'm going to quote that. I'll be like, you know, Pete, I'm going to say to Pete now, this is how a close will be all emot- emotional. It'll bring the house down. Everybody will cry, but I'll say, now I will say what Pete used to say to me often at the end of every time we podcasted together, he would put his hand on his computer screen and say, I am and always will be your friend, Peyton. Ah, that'll, 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 that'll get me 10 out of 10 on your funeral. This is and the bring way. it on home. <laughs> this is the way spoken okay so now okay so we've done uh what do we we jumped to Andor. so i feel like we've done Andor justice mandalorian 3 i felt yeah they peaked. back to obi-wan we didn't really talk about it. we jumped on that okay so Honestly, let me tell you
1: it was so long ago i don't remember obi-wan
2: oh <gasps> do you not remember other than it? it was
1: it was great I, I mean i remember it was great yes. and there were great lightsaber scenes and oh, there's so no bubba there was only Boba. No
2: Bubba. I'm just kidding. No Bubba. But yeah, look, sure. I have to say, on that movie, I mean on that show, um, I loved every second. Even the episodes, people are like, Oh, that was stupid. I'm like, no, no, give me more. Give me more Obi Wan. Give me a season two. Give me more. I'll take this all day, every day. Um, and you know, there was a lot I, I do think there was a bunch of racism that came out. And I'm I'm kind of sensitive. Like when people throw racism around lightly, I'm like, no. But she thought that girl's acting was really good, and people are like, "Well, her accent sounded kind of street." Oh, you talking like about the there.
1: the the chick who was like an inquisitor yeah. or something like that? Yeah, time? yeah. They, there
2: was and a like, racist th- there going on, dude. No, like it was racist. The the fans' reaction to her, I felt because everyone's picking apart her acting. The fact is when you go back and you see what she's actually playing, she did really good. She's playing her part kind of, it is kind of strange at first. Like you don't get it. She's actually trying to act evil and she's not, but she, she, they're like, Oh, you know, they're trying to make her all bad. Like when you go back, she's actually, she's not evil. She's a good person trying to act evil. It actually works. But you don't know that at first. And so admittedly it kind of comes across a little weird. And then um, because I did I do remember the very beginning going, oh, her acting's a little wooden and stiff. And then later on, when she when you actually get who she is, her acting's great. And that lightsaber scene that she has with Darth Vader, where doesn't he like pick her up and pull her into the lightsaber um with the force? I don't I gotta rewatch it. I I don't oh remember. My gosh. But but the pintle, I mean the the ultimate to me that I have seen in the prequel or the sequels and in like my favorite scene ever outside of George Lucas, the best scene that's ever been done in my mind. Um, it would be a close second. You and I would probably disagree because I know your number one scene, and I I, I would say it would be a, a close second or maybe neck and neck with. On Rogue One, where Darth Vader just mauling through that that hallway and just mauling everybody oh, in his way,
0: yeah, slicing like
2: a hot knife through butter. That was the best scene they have done since Lucas handed over the franchise. Um, other than that, has to be the duel where Obi Wan fights uh, Anakin and his helmet breaks, and you can see his face. You can see his eyes changing color where the Sith takes over he's crying when it's him and his eyes are his right color. And then they change to yellow and he, he's smirked like he's demon possessed. And then like, he tries to attack it like, Oh gosh, dude, like that whole scene where he just goes, you know, I did fail you, you know, and he come in and then he, he leaves and there's kind of like this closure. Like you see the transformation and Obi-Wan race spares him. Cause he, he feels there's still good in him. That's that moment where he still sees there's still good in him. What Padme was telling him in the prequel, there's still good in him. There's, I know it. I know it. I can feel it. And Obi-Wan sees it at that moment. And then it explains a new hope. When Luke comes on the scene, it totally explained it. And you're like, yes. So anyways. Hmm. I just feel like I I just had a, an explosion of joy in that moment. It was like you talking about Battlestar Galactica.
1: <laughs> now Caprica was horrible
2: what's Caprica?
1: Caprica was the follow up series to Battlestar Galactica
2: oh I they, didn't know they even though that with, was a thing
1: yeah they came out with another one and they're like telling everyone oh it's not going to be like Battlestar Galactica they were trying to like warn the audience <laughs> and yeah no it was awful and it was just Caprica like, sounds
2: like a sugar substitute like Simples like yeah no it's not sugar it's Simples it's Caprica
1: yeah. Well, you got to watch it. You, you got to. I can't believe you haven't watched Battlestar Galactica.
2: I have to. You know, it's funny because I, I told you Alan Hirsch was out here for a couple weeks. And when when we were hanging out one day, we were talking about shows. I did not know he's a Yellowstone fan. Alan oh, Hirsch does not strike me as a Yellowstone fan. But he said, I asked him, what's your favorite show of all time? He said, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. The did one.
1: Oh, really? Alan Hurst said yeah. that?
2: Yeah. Dude, I could hang yeah, with him after all. You, you know, he's actually a cool hang. You would actually, he's one of us. He's cool. You would definitely like Alan Hurst. He's fun to hang with.
1: I'll never get that invite, though. So no. many people have listened to this podcast. <laughs> no, you will. You just
2: moved away.
1: Dude, what I'm I think is funny is... You and I have this same feeling, like when we meet someone and they go, "Oh, I listen to the podcast." We're like, oh, "Great!" Uh, it's just funny that we're both
2: that same way. We're not happy or proud. We're like, like "Yeah, we we were young and foolish." What's your excuse now? We're just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> so hey, uh, that's probably. What do you think? Do you think we milk the? uh, The walrus creature with all the blue milk we can get out of it today?
1: Oh, jeez, man. Why'd you have to go to the blue milk?
2: (laughs) It was our Star Wars episode. It just needed to happen.
1: Yeah. I mean, you're going to make me think back to to Luke throwing the lightsaber over his shoulder. And and I'm out. I'm I'm not a Jedi anymore. Yeah.
2: All right. Well, hey, guys, this has been our podcast. Pete, sign us
1: out. This had nothing to do with church planning, and yet it had everything to do with church planning. You've got to have a little refuge from your church planning world, and that's what we want to be. We want to be your refuge because we started a church called Refuge. So why not be your refuge? Anyway, is that that how you want me to sign them out, or is there something else?
2: Totally. Totally. And uh, may the force be with you, listener. Always.
1: If you want to reach the ones that nobody's reaching, you got to go where nobody's going and do what nobody's doing.